Good afternoon. This is your host, Chanel Thompson, founder and CEO of Brick by Brick Consulting, North Carolina. Welcome to the Justice League's conversation. Today, we have Solana Rice, who is the Director of State and Local Policies at Prosperity Now, joining us. And we're going to be talking about the municipal policy blueprints for a more inclusive path to prosperity. That's a very long title, but trust me, there's a lot of good information. So first, I just want to say welcome. And we are recording live again from the Gaylord um, uh, Resort here in National Harbor. So you may hear some background noise because we can't control the environment. But welcome, Solana. Tell um, listeners a little bit about yourself and what kind of work you're doing. Sure. Thank you, Chanel, for having me. This is great. Um, I am Director of State and Local Policy, so at Prosperity Now, we have a couple of different teams. We work on federal policy, we have research, we have technical assistance through our programmatic work, and on state and local policy, we really focus on adding value to the state campaigns that our network members are leading. And also, now we're getting more into local policy work. So it's um, with the support of the Kresge Foundation, we're able to both print this municipal blueprint and uh, collect some of the ideas that we think are impactful for communities of color, um, and also take this on the road. So we'll be actually working in a couple of cities in the coming year. Well, that's exciting. Well, we want to jump right into this municipal report, and we're going to ask you just to kind of give us a summary of what it's about, what we can expect to gain when we go and read it. Yeah, we were really happy to put this together, uh, in part because we work with so many organizations that have um, parts of all of this, uh, all of these policies, um, but we felt like we hadn't seen something that puts them all together in one place. And this is also a growing document. So we will continue to add to it because it's online, so we can do that. Um, basically, we wanted to do a couple of things. We wanted to make sure that we understand that municipalities have several roles that they can play. Um, I think that we often think of uh, municipalities as service providers, right? They fix our streets and they keep the lights on, um, but they're also policy makers, right? right. They're also conveners. Um, they are employers. And so we wanted to take um, a, a whole lot of policies and think about all of the roles that municipalities play um, because it, it also, you know, if you talk to your mayor or your council person, they might say, well, that's not in my purview. And you might say, okay, that might not be, but how could you use your influence in another way? Right. Um, so we wanted to um, talk about the many roles that cities play. And then we wanted to talk about kind of the interconnectedness of a lot of these policies, right? So if you're working on income boosts through workforce development, fantastic. Um, but what are you also doing to make sure people are prepared to make financial decisions once they get a job? Um, so are there ways to integrate financial capability services into workforce development, for example? Um, we know that mayors love to put money in the pockets of, of people, right? And so um, how can they make sure that they are investing in community tax preparation and making sure that people actually are getting their EITC and things like that? Um, so the um, set of policies that we present are in about four different categories, um, income boosts, uh, consumer protections and sort of debt management, mm -hmm. also just generally asset building, saving over the long term, and then fourth is housing and home ownership. 
Um, and we really put that um, separate from asset building. Ideally, it's asset building for every, everyone. Um, but that's not always the case. Homeownership right. is not always an asset uh, for everyone. So um, the third thing that we wanted to make sure that um, uh, mayors and advocates are taking away from this is that uh, we really want to make sure folks understand that there are design choices in each one of these policies. Um, things that make uh, some of these policies especially impactful for communities of color. Um, so in each one of the policies we have some kind of design notes um, and uh, we wanted to bring that lens to this, this uh, this policy guide. And I also say that, you know, this builds off of the work. There's uh, work um, that um, um, Urban Institute has done around data. There's work that National League of Cities has done um, around the policy side. So there, are, this is one of many resources for cities. Right. So when we um, start to look at this, I heard you um, mention several times as you're talking um, about some add-ons for um, households of color. Mm -hmm. Why is it important as we move through policies mm -hmm. from um, even a local, state, and national level, why is it important that we also make sure that we are lifting up um, households of color? What's, yeah. Why is that so important right now? Yeah. Um, there's so many reasons. <laughs> there's so many reasons right. why. I'll say, a whole podcast. I'll say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a whole podcast worth of reasons. Um, I'll say. I'll say just a, a little bit about um, from the city perspective. You know, in, in the scorecard, um, we just released some new uh, local data as well. Usually, we only focus on the on the state side. Um, but as we look at cities, that is where people of color are living right. more and more, right? So it's um, for many cities, it's hard to ignore the majority of the population that are struggling. Mm -hmm. um, they're struggling to get by. So in this guide especially, we also put out a state policy blueprint. It's a companion. But in this guide especially, we just couldn't ignore the fact that just by sheer number that it's important for to recognize that communities of color matter. Also, communities of color are facing particular issues, um, and they can't be lumped together either. Um, so we talk about citizenship as an asset, for example, in, okay. in the guide. Um, that is particularly important for immigrants and immigrants of color. Um, we talk about housing and home ownership. That's particularly important for black and Latino uh, households, um, as we saw so much wealth stripped during the, the recession. Um, so we, we, it was sort of a, a thing about numbers, and there was also a thing about um, uh, addressing the particular challenges that, that communities are facing. All right. Well, that sounds good. I know in Winston-Salem, we I just went over yesterday to look at some of the mm -hmm. data, and 59% of households of color are asset poor, living in asset poverty, mm -hmm. and um, you can't ignore numbers like that. Yeah. And so you're right, as we, as we move forward and continue to do the work, we have to find a way to write some of that. Um, I think one of the things that's been really positive about this conference, um, this year, two years ago, we mm. were focusing on the 228-year wealth yes. gap. And just to hear somebody put out that um, really, really outlandish goal of let's try and close this wealth gap in a generation, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a daunting task, but I think what that says is that we recognize that, you know, if we don't start moving some traction now, we are going to be at net zero for a very, very long time. 
That's absolutely right. And I, it, what I was so excited about yesterday was that the mayors on the mayor's pl plenary were talking about having a comprehensive agenda and not saying that we only have to do one thing or another, that we really have to do it all. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm excited for prosperity now, in part because now we have uh, a small set of policies at the local level that we think are important for communities of color. We have a small set of policies at the state level that we think are important for communities of color. And those ideally, and they do, align with our federal policy agenda as well. So I encourage anyone that's interested in like, where do I plug in? We've got, we've got many avenues for you to right, plug in. Right. <laughs> so for someone like me who chairs our um, local mm -hmm. asset building coalition, um, what do we do with this data? What, what kinds of conversations do we have with the mayor, city council, and even our um, elected county officials? How do we use this data? Yeah. I would recommend first folks just visiting the, the website, take a look at the blueprint, see what resonates. Because honestly, we think we've captured quite a few policies. There may be other policies that, that folks are seeing that should be included. So let us know about that. I think, too, um, as you look through the guide, um, pick out the things that are most relevant to your community and share those directly with your elected officials. Ask them, what have they been doing on these issues? Or can we check the box on some of these things? Even if we have checked the box, could we be doing it better? Are there design notes that we can be improving on? Um, so I, I think it's it's taking a look at the guide, walking through, um, assessing what has been done, what hasn't been done, and talking directly to local officials with the guide in hand and saying, here's, here's a checklist. Um, even if we do all these things, doesn't mean our, our job is done because right. we have to also look at the data, like you said. You know, in Oregon, for example, um, their, their data is really great. If we look on the scorecard, um, it looks like they're doing pretty well from the data, or from the, the policy side, I'll say from the policy end. Mm -hmm. But then when we look at the numbers for communities of color, the data's not great. You know, they're, the, the folks of color are not thriving and, and prospering. Um, so it means that we have to keep working on the policy. It doesn't mean that the policies aren't the right ones or that they're not working but that we need to keep, we have to keep working on the policies to make sure that they're actually implemented. Right. So, um, Solana, you and your team, Kamalika Das and Holden um, Wiseman, did a terrific job on this um, blueprint, and we're excited to be able to share. Um, if you are interested in taking a look at this um, blueprint, you can go to prosperitynow.org's website. Right now, it is listed on the front page if you scroll all the way to the bottom. It is there for you to click and download. Um, as we wrap up, anything you want to say about this blueprint and the work that you all are doing? I'm excited to see, I'm excited for this to generate a conversation. I want people to know that it is a conversation. While we did put something in writing, it is electronic so we can keep updating it so we encourage people to be in touch with us if there are data points or things questions that you have please be in touch with us and thank you thanks for uh, uh, hosting this and uh, highlighting the blueprint well it's definitely been our pleasure we hope to be able to get you to North Carolina um, in the fall for our conference so you or someone from your team can come and share this and help us make sure yeah. that we're using it effectively yeah, listeners you thank you for joining us on the Justice Leads conversation this is your host Chanel Thompson we'll be back next week remember you can be an advocate or an ally just don't be silent <laughs>